Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. It's time for the High Altitude Mentorship Show with J.T. DeVolt. J.T. is an international success coach, inspirational speaker, and award-winning author of Flight Plan to Success. J.T. worked his way up through the ranks from enlisted aircraft mechanic to combat-decorated naval aviator. And he's here to give you the success strategies for better focus, clarity, and mental toughness to accomplish your missions in business and life. And now, here's your host, J.T. Hello, my friends. JT DeBolts with you today for the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Great to be with you on a Wednesday morning. Coming together to talk about leadership, entrepreneurship, and of course, living the high-performance, high-altitude life. And as always, the High Altitude Mentorship Show is brought to you by FlyWithJT.com. That is FlyWithJT.com, where you can now get a 52-week audio course that I put together called the Weekly Momentum Shift, 52 studio-quality audios that I will send to you the minute you opt in, and then each week thereafter for the next 51 weeks after. So 52 total audios, MP3-quality audios that talk about strategy, talk about mindset, talk about taking action, talk about refining your course, and, of course, the mental toughness you need to accomplish anything you want in your business, your career, and your life. You can start accessing that right now by going to flywithjt.com and, of course, stay connected to everything going on in the high-altitude community. Today I want to explore what I believe is one of the great character traits of high performers. What we're going to talk about today is a non-negotiable trait that all leaders have to have. In fact, all entrepreneurs have to have. If you lack this particular trait, it's something you can develop. I'm going to give you five ways to do that. But if you have it, it's something that I want you to lean on. It's something I want you to expand. It's something that I want you to use more of. We talk a lot about how motivation is kind of self-directed. You've heard me say this before. And in the world of personal growth, personal development, and even motivational speakers, there's only so much that, that an outside force can do for you. You have to find that inspiration from within. You have to be able to seek out those things that you can recognize and identify with. I love the, the term inspiration because it literally puts the onus on us, right? We have to take that personal responsibility to find the internal drive, to have that internal engine that burns hot, burns at a high RPM, and keeps us pushed throughout the entire course of our mission. But motivation is kind of interesting because we talk about motivation coming from outside. It's like if somebody can motivate us. We have that accountability partner that calls us up at 3 o'clock in the morning and says, are you up? Let's go. Or we have that accountability partner that emails us and says, I'm still waiting on that next draft of that, of that book that you're working on or that business proposal. But here's the key. You have to be, just, just as you have to be internally inspired, right? You have to find that inspiration for when You also have to have that internal motivation. You have to be what we call a self-starter. So today we're going to be talking about five habits of five habits of self-starters and how you can either create yourself, build yourself into being a self-starter if you're somebody who always says to have that outside kick in the butt, but if you are a self-starter, how you can refine that, how you can become better and more of that. In my estimation, the people that really set the tone in any industry, in any endeavor, somebody who rises to the challenge, 
somebody who says enough is enough and they actually take control of their situation, whether it's their financial situation, their health and fitness, whether it's a relationship, whether it's any part of their life. If you are somebody who subscribes to the idea of a personal responsibility and being the captain of your own ship, then being a self-starter is inherent in you. And what's interesting is people that struggle through life oftentimes find themselves going to a place where they're in a, quote, slump. I've got a course I teach called Mach 1 Mastery. Each month we bring out a new topic that we discuss. It's a high-performance topic, and, and we've talked about how to get out of a slump, how to get out of a rut, how to get ourselves out of a stall. One of the most important aspects to staying away from the ruts and then getting yourself out quickly is to be a self-starter. When I was going through flight school in the United States Navy, there was no, you know, nobody coming up and knocking on your door in the morning and saying, hey, did you study? You found out real quick if you were prepared when you showed up to that brief, when you showed up for, to the pre-flight, when you showed up to the initial uh, you know, systems checks and getting the aircraft up online, taxiing for takeoff, and once you got the wheels in the well and you were flying in the air, that's when you knew whether you were prepared, and the self-starters were always prepared. Doesn't mean that you have all the answers. Doesn't mean you have all the I's dotted and T's crossed. Sometimes you're going to be thrown things that you never prepared for. <laughs> and if flight school taught me anything, it was that. But I'll tell you this as an entrepreneur, I lean on that experience as an aviator, what it took to be a self starter, that personal leadership, that self leadership that we have to have in order to be our best selves. Because if we can't do that, if we can't lead ourselves, then how can we expect to lead others? Today I want to talk about five habits of self-starters, how you can start in, in, infusing these into your daily life, and more importantly, if you're already a self-starter, how you can become even better at it by using these five techniques. Number one is to strive for the hard start. Now I call it the hard start because, well, frankly, it's, it's about doing the hard stuff first. It's about showing up and addressing the things that most people dread, maybe you dread. It's the hard work. It's picking up the phone to make those sales calls. It's sitting down to write that book, work on that draft. It's going back through the business plan. It's rehearsing the, the sales pitch. It's going through the hard stuff. It's, it's doing the burpees. It's going for that run in the, the rain and the cold and the dark when everybody else is still, is still sleeping. It's doing the hard stuff. It's taking that ice-cold shower. In fact, i got to tell you, I just took one before coming out here on the podcast. It feels amazing. But if we can force ourselves to do the stuff that other people deny, if we can force ourselves to do the stuff that our internal being says, nah, I don't want to do that, it's hard, that internal voice that's trying to keep us safe, trying to keep us comfortable, walking us down the primrose path of complacency, if we can, if we can quell that desire and do the hard stuff and do it early, do it right now in the beginning, we do what I call the hard start. What's amazing about a hard start is everything else is easy. The rest of your day is so much simpler because now you've taken care of the stuff that requires negotiation of the mind. You see, if you wait and put off the workout until later in the day, now you've got to juggle time. Now you've got to juggle that email you didn't see coming or that person that called you up and said, hey, I need to talk to you today. Now all of a sudden you're trying to negotiate in your mind and even in your spirit, what am I going to do about the hard stuff that I've been putting off? The fact of the matter is the longer you put it off, the easier it is to say, ah, tomorrow, what's one more day? Because in fact, you've already squandered half the day. 
And so in your mind, it's very easy to say, well, what if I just squander the rest of the half of this day and just pick it up tomorrow? But how many times have we done that? How many times have we said, tomorrow I'll start the workout? How many times have we said, tomorrow I'll do double the sales calls? We keep kicking the can down the road until eventually there's no more road. We look back on a life of regret. You see, self-starters know that they do the hard stuff first. They don't give them chan themselves any chance to negotiate with their mind. They're in control of their, their, their mind. Their mind is a tool. It's something that's used as leverage to help them perform. It's not meant to be the governor or the governess of our, of our, of our, of our being, of who we are. So we attack the hard stuff, and we, that's how we start our day. That's what self-starters do. Number two is self-starters have a belief that they become stronger through adversity. I remember watching when I was a kid Michael Jordan play basketball. And I remember there was a time, and I don't recall if it was the playoffs or if it was in the finals, but supposedly he had the flu. And he was running something ridiculous, like 104 uh, fever or something, something like that. Something that's, you know, obviously would keep most people in bed. And here's this guy, visibly ill. I mean, his face just told you all, he looked worn out. He looked pale. He looked awful. And yet he was out there killing it. And what was crazy is he actually got stronger as the game progressed. Now think about this. For about two and a half hours of intense cardio, because that's basically what pro basketball is, really any basketball, any competitive basketball, and he's getting stronger. His opponents are wearing down, and they're the ones that are perfectly healthy. You see this quite a bit. You see it not just in athletes. But you can see it in other performers, people who have gone through a tough time. If you've been through adversity, and we all have, notice how much stronger you are now as a direct result of going through the divorce, going through the bankruptcy, going through the losing your job or your career, your 401k going away, going through the loss of that loved one as they pass on and go to the next, next evolution of, of, of their life. What's interesting is that as we go through these tough times where either somebody passes away or we lose the job or the, the marriage, the, the career, the, the income, whatever it is, dissolves, we become stronger if we choose to. So often we see people that crumble under that sort of adversity. They feel as if the adversity has owned them, crushed them, burnt them out. But self-starters, leaders, know that they become stronger through adversity. They actually smile through that adversity. And as they feel their body start to tear down, as they start to feel the exhaustion set in, they realize it's now time to shift gears. It's now time to push through to the next level, and that's where the self-starters go. They, they say, look, I'm not waiting for, for it to be easier. I'm not waiting for myself to be uh, more, you know, better rested or better prepared, better financed better resourced. We're not worried about those things. Self-starters know that it's right now or it's never. And we're going to kick ourselves in the butt. We're not waiting for our, our quote, account accountability partner to tell us it's okay. We're not waiting for validation from some loved one to tell us we're good enough. We know we're good enough. We don't need some motivational guru to give us the one, two, three step policy for how to become better. <laughs> and I you know, say that with a little bit of tongue-in-cheek because some people think of me as a motivational speaker, which I am not. Hopefully you see me as a strategist that helps you go to that next level in your career, your business, and your life. 
And the one strategy that I'm talking about here is this notion, this mindset shift where, the, where we adopt the idea that we actually become stronger through adversity. Here's the one takeaway from that and the, the thing that I really want you to focus on. When you adopt the stronger through adversity mindset, when you have a belief about yourself where you say, I actually become stronger through adversity, what happens is that you don't just shy away from adversity, you actually seek it out. Now, it doesn't mean you set your own house on fire. It doesn't mean that you purposely destroy your success. What it means is, is that you seek out the challenges. You recognize that through the challenge is the only way to become stronger, to become more capable, to become smarter, wiser. And so, therefore, we don't shy away from, run away from, turn our back to the adversity. When it comes to meet us, and it always does, it comes to meet all of us, we know that it's an opportunity to become amazing, that our excellence lives inside that adversity, that challenge, that opportunity to rise to the occasion. Next, self-starters have a being about them, a behavior where they go before they're ready. Instead of thinking about it, they know they've got to do the workout, but instead of waiting for it, they jump. They don't wait to get ready. They don't wait for all the I's and T's to be dotted and crossed. They just go. Now, it's not about flying by the seat of your pants. You probably heard me talk a lot about that here on the podcast. We talk about being, being prepared, right, but not waiting to be ready because re- ready and perfection are, are kissing cousins. They're both delusions of the mind. And really, they're escape hatches for mediocrity. People that live in mediocrity are always looking for perfection because it's their opportunity to say, I'm not going to jump yet. I'm not, quote, ready. Readiness, ready, or the feeling of being ready is another escape hatch that mediocre people jump through. They say, well, I'm not ready, so I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to wait till there's, what, perfect timing, perfect situation, perfect scenario, perfect opportunity. They wait for better instead of going for what they have right now, believing enough in themselves that they are enough to act in the moment. So in order to be a self-starter, you've got to go before you're ready. You've got to jump before you are ready. You're never ready. But what's amazing is you suddenly have a sense that you can handle this. Hey, it's not as bad as I was building it up in my mind. It's a little bit like jumping into cold water. If you slowly ease your way in, if you walk in you know, from the shore, your feet hit it, and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is going to be bad. Then the water comes up to your ankles, and you're thinking, oh, this is cold. Then it hits your knees, and then just about the time it's about to hit your waist, you're like, ah, forget it. And you turn around, you do an about face, and it's over. Whereas if you just jump off the dock, go full body into the cold water, it takes a few seconds. That exhilaration sets in, but pretty soon you feel amazing. I referenced the cold shower earlier. Instead of trying to start off with warm water and slowly cool it down, Just turn it to full cold, stand in the water, pull that water on, and bam, let it hit you right in the face. It's amazing what what can happen when you go before you're ready. And that's what self-starters do. Next, not just go before you're ready, but go early. Establish a behavior pattern where you show up earlier than everybody else. Show up to your day, show up to your project, show up to your life earlier than everybody else. But JT, I'm I'm not a morning person. Well, listen, you got to challenge that belief. What if you gave yourself an extra hour in the morning? What if you got up an hour, an hour and a half, maybe two hours earlier than you're accustomed to? What if you had a few hours to work on your dream, 
You might be tired for a while until your body acclimates to the new wake-up time. You may have to shift your lifestyle a little bit instead of staying up watching TV all, all the time, staying out with your buds. Maybe it means that all of a sudden the priorities change. The priority now becomes being a self-starter and not being the person that can hoot with the owls. The most important part is that you're making a conscious decision to elevate your game, to elevate your performance. You're making a conscious decision to say yes to your priorities. It's not about the comfort. It's not about the fun. It's not about whatever. It's about doing what makes you more excellent. It refines out all the other weaknesses. It refines out all the excuses. It refines out all the stuff that clutters our mind, clutters our decision-making process, and leaves us with the purity of ourselves, our best selves, our most excellent selves. And so going early, literally meaning early in the day, doing your hard work early in the week, setting yourself up for success earlier in the year, and establishing momentum early is what self-starters do. And finally, one of the great habits of self-starters is that they have discipline over willpower. We talk a lot about willpower. Willpower is kind of a funny thing. I, you know, there's a lot of studies out there that say that willpower is an actual energy. It's an actual, it's an actual kind of like fuel, but it's also very limited. It's finite, and it burns out. So the earlier in the day, earlier in the week, even earlier in the month and the year, you have more willpower early. That's why it's important to go early. But self-starters know that they're not going to leave themselves, they're not going to leave things to chance by using willpower. They're going to establish discipline. They're going to say, it doesn't matter whether I feel like it. It doesn't matter whether I have willpower or not. That's inconsequential. I have the discipline to follow through. I have the discipline to start. I have the discipline to make it through, not just when it's fun and exciting and I'm all pumped up and motivated, but I have the discipline to see it through well past that, when I don't feel like it, when I'm sick, when I'm tired, when I'm sore, when I'm disappointed, when things aren't going my way, I feel disheartened or heartbroken, I'm going to show up. In fact, I'm going to show up even then, stronger through that adversity. That's what self-starters do. My friend, listen, to be a self-starter is to be a leader. And to be a leader means that you have to have the habits of self-starters, the ability to show up every single day regardless. It means doing the hard start, doing the hard things first, meeting it with that sense of enthusiasm and vigor, with that sense of belief in yourself, your belief in your mission. It means being stronger through adversity, feeling like you literally get stronger the harder things get. It doesn't mean making things harder on ourselves, but it certainly doesn't mean running away from challenges, but hitting them head on. It means going before we're ready, realizing that ready and perfection are two delusions of the mediocre mind. But excellent people, high-altitude, high-performing people, they're never really ready. They jump before they negotiate it with their mind. They jump before they're comfortable. They jump before they're certain. They jump before they're ready. They jump right now. It means going early, as opposed to waiting for great timing or waiting till later, hitting the snooze button in life. We go early. And finally, believing in discipline, developing discipline over willpower. These are the habits of self-starters, the habits that we as leaders, entrepreneurs, as high-altitude people have to have in the missions that we take on here in business and life. Take on these five habits and notice how you elevate your performance today and every single day. 
My friends, this show is a wrap. It's my privilege to come at you here on the High Altitude Mentorship Show. Looking forward to doing it again next week. Get yourself over to flywithjt.com and access the 52-week audio course, Weekly Momentum Shift. And remember, no matter what course you fly in life, fly high, fly fast, and fly far. We'll talk to you next week.